From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host with my beautiful wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're going to share how to connect with your spouse even when you are miles apart. Mm. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's so great to be behind these mics. Um, Tony and I really enjoy this time. And as we're talking about connecting while spouses are miles apart from each other, I want to just open with this quote. Um, many of you know that I spent two weeks in Kenya and our team leader there, Jafeth, um, we were talking about time one day and he said to us, he goes, in Africa, he goes, we don't monitor the time. And that was his warning to all of us Americans that you know, as diligent as we are about, you know, if we say nine o'clock, it's nine o'clock. In Kenya, if you say nine o'clock, it could be anywhere between, you know, like nine fifteen and 11. Right. Uh, you know, and so it was really at the onset of our trip, the warning to us to just let time go. And, and that's really important when couples are apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be, we're going to be digging into that today and sharing some insights from my trip to Kenya. Uh, but before we get started, we got this hug, uh, which actually follows up on last week's show on temptation. And so I want to share this with all of you. Um, this woman says, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for open and honest conversations every week. After listening to, la- to the last episode on temptation, I thought I could maybe offer some advice for the gentleman that had initially started the discussion on temptation. Everything that you guys said was spot on. My husband and I implement those safeguards in our marriage too, and we never do otherwise. There was a period of time though when temptation could have easily hurt our marriage, but with God's help and intentional communication, we were able to make it through and even establish a stronger marriage. Hmm. A few years ago, my husband deployed to Iraq. Thank you for your service. That's just a little, um, we love our military families and all that they do for us. So that's Hmm. just a little thank you from me and Tony. She goes on to say, besides honest, open, and constant, well, as much as possible when time and internet connection were available in a volatile job, and God being first in our marriage, I knew that there had to be some way that we could connect sexually during those times when any sexual intimacy was not happening. Right. I mean, military, we're talking deployments of anywhere from six months to 18 months, I, I think, yeah, as I think much. Yeah, army can army. go up to 18 months. So th- there's some time in between here. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we were not having sex because he was millions of miles away. And sure, you could get dirty on Skype, teehee, and there's always the dirty email or letter. But let's be honest. There's nothing like seeing your spouse at a moment's notice. So I decided that I would make him his own little black book. So during those times when access to each other was very limited, sight, physical, telephone, etc., he had this little black book of pictures of me. I'm not sure how you both feel about keeping pictures like this of each other. And so this might not be something that would be helpful advice. Just as a side note here, um, this falls into the category of whatever the two of you are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, 
we have friends who are boudoir photographers who do these types of sessions. And if it works for the two of you, go for it. You know, Tony has pictures of me in lingerie. Nothing overly, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, completely nude, but it's the hint of sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know that he got that box of pictures out when I was in Kenya because one of the other pictures, one of the ones that is acceptable for the children to see was framed while I was gone. Um, so she just says, you know, maybe this gentleman's wife could do something like this for him. Of course, at her comfort level, a friend could take the pictures, a professional and with cameras these days, she could do it herself. Maybe this could be a way she could be intimate with him that wouldn't cause her discomfort because of her arthritis. The husband could then look at the book whenever that temptation seems to happen. Anyways, that was just my thought as I was listening to this week's podcast. I know that sometimes it's hard to think outside the box when we're in the middle of a difficult situation. Thanks again for your podcast. And thank you for sending this idea to us. We get a lot of great suggestions from you guys, whether it's via email or you leave us voicemail, you're listening to a podcast and something gets triggered and you're like, oh, well, this is what we do in our marriage. Um, I remember a few, gosh, probably a couple months now, the couple that gets in the hot tub yes, every day after work to just as a way to decompress their day and spend time with each other. Right. You know, here's another listener that says, this is what works for us. Maybe this could help somebody else. And it's one of the things we love, love, love about the one family is your willingness to enhance the community by suggesting your ideas and your what you've done in your own marriage to help somebody else. So thank you again um, for taking the time. And maybe this is a solution. This is, could be a solution for all our military families out there dealing with deployments. Um, do your own little black book. And, you know, find, if you are going to use a photographer, really get to know that photographer. Yes. Um, find out sort of what their philosophy is. I will tell you um, here in San Diego, if you need a recommendation, go to Photography by Corey Nichols. Um, Corey does this boudoir photography. She does sessions, I think once or twice a year and her pictures, I just have to tell you, it's just a little plug for her. I've seen some of her boudoir pictures where the woman isn't even in the shot. It's like the husband's one of his button down shirts and a watch. And just the way she has it posed, it's a very sensual picture mm-hmm. or the woman is wearing the button down shirt with the watch or, um, you know, one of them the husband likes BMWs. And so the wife was wearing a BMW baseball hat with her husband's Oxford shirt and his watch. Incredibly sexy picture. She's not naked. Right. You know, so you can find photographers in your area that do that. And you know, ladies, husbands with Valentine's day coming up, it might be something that you think of doing now to surprise your loved one on Valentine's day. Yeah. So we also had a voicemail I come in. This is actually um, came in right before Christmas, but with everything that we were doing with the 200th episode and all of that, we didn't get a chance to incorporate it. But I think you guys are going to be excited to hear this one. Yep. There he goes. Hi. Uh, I am Eric. I recently started listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Um, I'm actually driving uh, down to South Dakota right now. Uh, I'm proposing to my girlfriend tomorrow. And I started listening to the podcast um, just because I was looking at uh, different podcasts to kind of get some advice about 
marriage and, and things to expect and what uh, I could start working on ahead of time. Um, I wasn't expecting to get married until about a year from now. Uh, from what we've discussed, we've been together for a little over four years, and I've lived together for about two. And uh, I found uh, a lot of the episodes and a lot of stuff you guys talked about uh, very relatable, even though we're not married, uh, and great advice that I feel that, that I can kind of preemptively apply um, to our relationship you know, in the future. Um, but I found this very helpful, and I just wanted to thank you guys for providing me with lots of information and just being prepared. So thank you very much. Bye. Awesome. Well, those two, I'm sure, are engaged by now because I think that voicemail was a couple weeks ago. Um, but I love, I love what he's doing, and we've actually heard from another uh, a number of singles and engaged who are listening to the show prior to getting married, prior to saying "I do," putting the ring on her finger because they want to learn about marriage. And so for those of you that are sharing One Extraordinary Marriage via Facebook to your unmarried friends, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for getting the word out there. Thank you for encouraging um, folks through your iTunes reviews because we know so many of you have found One Extraordinary Marriage through iTunes. And so when you take the time to go in there and leave a rating or a review and tell people what this show means to you and how it's impacted your marriage, you're helping other people. Those reviews... They're not for us. They're to help other people find this information. So we thank you yeah, for all of that. So let's get into this week's show, which is, you know, connecting when you're miles apart from your spouse. And like Elisa said at the top of the show, we, we were miles apart for 12 days. 9,852 from airport to airport, but airport who's counting? <laughs> And for us, you know, this is the first time in a long time, long, long time that we've been apart for this long. <clears throat> and the last time I can remember was when I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. Mm-hmm. And that's 13 years ago when... June of 2000. Yeah. Because it was over my birthday. It was over her birthday mm-hmm. that we didn't have connection. We didn't have contact for 10 plus days um, when I was hiking a, a section of the PCT there that went through the high Sierras. So, and I will have to say a much, much, much different experience for, for me. Um, this one, obviously I was home with kids that the other one I was, I was out on the trail experiencing some, <laughs> some of the most amazing things. It's, it's actually during that trip and in that area on the PCT is when I came to Christ and, and, um, just, in that beauty. So that's for another story. But you know, what we want to talk about today is how do, how do we stay connected when you're apart? You know, just like the listener who emailed in saying, Hey, these are some things that we do when my husband's on deployment. You know, those are things that we had to think about here, even though it was for a shorter amount of time, you know, how are we staying connected? Elisa didn't take her cell phone. I have to tell you guys, not having your cell phone for 12 days is amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> incredible because it forces you to live in the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, it totally, it, it does. Um, you know, here at, at home, I, I still had the kids. I was still running the business and uh, they were off. They, 
uh, were on Christmas break at the time. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that um, when Elisa was gone, it, it was interesting though too. Seventeen years of marriage, and you know, you do we do get set in our ways. Uh, I will have to say, I am the clean one for sure. Like, there's no doubt about it. And so, some <laughs> did of you, you even question that? Well, yeah, every once in a while I do, but that there was definitely times when there wasn't anything on the counters. Everything was pretty darn clean, tidied up. Laundry would be done, folded. We're we're working well. Like, Elisa comes home and it's like, oh my gosh, there's stuff everywhere. But anyways, how do we stay connected? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that's yeah. on topic, dude. How do come, we stay? How here. do we stay connected when we're apart? Um, and I, I think one of the biggest thing it's your mindset. It, it really is a mindset that we have to have um, and be prepared for. So for some of you, um, and this isn't just for folks in the military who are dealing with deployments, long deployments, um, but for some of you. You may have a spouse that leaves on Sunday night and comes back on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. I grew up in that household. My dad, general contractor. And I remember growing up as, as a kid, as a boy, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, um, into, even to my high school years. Dad was usually gone on Monday morning early and he wouldn't come back till Friday night just because of where we lived and because of where his contracts were. It was better for him and his brothers who owned the business together to just be it at the site and work all week long and then come home. How do you stay connected? Mindset is is one of the big ones, I will have to say, because um, a lot of it is in our mind. A lot of it is telling ourselves what we're able to accomplish even when we are apart. Well, and that plays out on so many different levels. Um, You know, it's kind of like that quote that I opened with from Jeffeth where he said, you know, we don't monitor time. And I know for me, like I couldn't be thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this pressure of I've got, you know, 12 days away from my family. How are they going to survive? And, and likewise, Tony can be thinking, oh my gosh, I still have 11 more days without Elisa. I have 10 more days without Elisa. It was like, no, we both knew that we were having experiences that were going to make our marriage stronger. Mm -hmm. For me, here I am in, you know, a, a completely new country, new continent, meeting new people, having these new experiences. And, and, I was trying to, you know, hold all of those experiences in because I wanted to bring them home and share them with Tony and the kids because I didn't have that daily contact. I wasn't posting to Facebook. I wasn't doing all these kinds of things. And and so I was cultivating all of this. And yet I knew leaving that he and the kids were perfectly fine. So I didn't have that distraction of going, oh my gosh, you know, are my kids getting fed today? Or, you know, do they, I, I, you know. Fortunately, my kids can dress themselves and feed themselves. So, you know, worst case scenario, they're raiding the pantry. But I was able, Tony gave me, because of how long we've been married, because of what we've been through together, I had complete confidence in leaving. You know, and one of the things we talked about when we when I came back was the maturity that's happened in our marriage over the years that when this distance happens, you know, let me back up real quick. Those of you that have been with us for a long time know that we have struggled with pornography in our marriage. Mm -hmm. If you are new to one, yay, we're so glad you're here. Uh, 
but you may not know that Tony came into our marriage with an addiction to pornography that lasted eight years into our marriage. And so the idea of me being apart for 12 days, I can tell you if this happened 10 years ago, I'd probably be a wreck Mm -hmm. at the idea of what would he be doing when the kids were in bed, when the kids were out playing or what, you know, would he be on the computer looking at pornography? And one of the first things he said to me was, he's like, you know, I can tell that we've grown in our relationship because you explain it, that temptation. Oh, it was just never there. Mm-hmm. It was just never, never, never there. And that's, that's huge. I mean, that's just, that's a God thing in all seriousness and honesty. Um, to be at a place where not once did I feel like I had to look at any sort of pornography uh, especially with Elisa gone like this. Um, I've obviously I've traveled many a time since I've stopped looking at pornography, but to be away from her for this duration of time um, and not, and in my own environment, which is where I was most success, susceptible to viewing pornography. Um, it was a huge win. Mm-hmm. It was just a huge, huge win. And that's why I say mindset is so important. Because it was, even from the get-go of her leading up to it, I was already putting the the thoughts in my mind that this was not going to be a time for me to fall or falter. I wasn't going to go down that route. My mantra today is still the mantra that I shared many year, many months ago, where it is, I am wise, I'm wealthy, and I live abundantly in God's glory. I am blessed. That is my mantra that I share with myself daily from the time I get up before I even get up. It is said to me and and I say it to myself and I'll say it to myself throughout the day because it reminds me of where I am and it helps me through those times of temptation Mm -hmm. when it does come, when I'm feeling low, when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling like I'm not good enough because that happens. Believe me, it happens. But I know I can say that I am wise, I am wealthy, and I live abundantly in God's glory. The last part is the most important. And then it is, and then I do end it with I am blessed. Because after Elisa came back from Kenya and seeing the 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 amazing pictures of that country and the people there, there's a ton of poverty. A ton of poverty. And I want to remind myself each and every day that I am blessed to be where I'm at mm-hmm. and to have the lifestyle that we lead mm-hmm. and and are able to have access to fresh water from the tap or from my refrigerator, you know, to being able to drive to my parents in an hour and a half without having to worry about nasty roads or you know, stoppages due to whatever may be on the road. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I really do believe we need to, we need to hone in on that. Well, and you know, I love what Tony's saying too, because that whole thing with the mindset is that that set him and the kids up for success. Um, sometimes when you're away from your spouse and you're the one that's staying home, you're like, oh, I'm stuck with all this work stuff and I'm stuck with all the health stuff. And, and so I'm just saying, you know what, this is what, this is our life for the next two weeks or the next, you know, six months. And we're going to make the best of it. And, 
you know, for me, Tony just brought up the extreme poverty um, that he saw in my pictures. And just so you guys know, I have over 800 pictures. So they are slowly making it onto Facebook and things like that. But they've kind of got to be whittled down. The thing with the poverty in Kenya is that it is it is everywhere. You know, you can't help but see it when you're driving from from place to place. And yet one of the things that I realized in that is that it made me so aware of the poverty that we have here in the United States. Yeah. And maybe it's not as overt because, you know, we've become immune to it, but it's there and it's real. And, and, you know, we're called to do something, you know, widows and orphans are mentioned in the Bible and, you know, taking care of the widows and orphans. And there's something to that. And there's something that, you know, the mission field is really all around us. You know, for Tony and I, the mission field is marriages and is strengthening marriages. And that was another really um, special thing that happened while I was in Kenya is that I got to learn about Mm. the relationships in Africa, how Kenyans view marriage, how they... um, you know, things are kind of kept on the down low until basically you're ready to get engaged. You don't see a lot of public displays of affection and things like that. And so it was very, very different. Not that I was with anybody that I'd be affectionate with, but, you know, even couples that were traveling in our team did not act the way they might here in the States out of respect for the Kenyan culture. And and, and for our Kenyan listeners, please, please call in. Um, you know, you can do that through your Skype line or however you may, or email us. Uh-huh. I mean, we'd love to hear your, your response to this because, you know, you're, you're getting a, a snid bit of what Elisa experienced in 12 days. You, you're there. Right. And so please email us and let us know because we would love to share that on the show. Info at one extraordinary marriage.com. And, you know, so learning about that, and that's when I came back from the trip, that was one of the things, the takeaways for me from the trip is that, you know, Tony and I want to be able to experience what marriage looks like around the world. This trip really was a gateway um, for us to open that door and to start traveling to where you guys are um, right. and learning about, because there are subtle differences and sometimes not so subtle differences between how we do this thing called marriage. Um, one of the other, just getting back to how you connect while you're apart, one of the things that I want to share um, that I actually thought to do this time, because I wasn't going to be able to say I love you to these guys, to Tony and the kids, for 12 days. Right. And the longest, I think, prior to that was when we went to Puerto Rico. So that was, what, five days, seven six, days, six, something six like that? Six or seven. Um, and even then, the kids had access to us via phone. They didn't choose to exercise that, but they had access to They it. were with her. No, 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 no. They were fine. They were fine. And so this time, I actually had cards sent to the, Tony and the kids that I, I timed it because I could schedule it through this service called Send Out Cards. And I timed it so that every couple of days... We were getting cards. They were getting cards. And if my mom is probably not listening to this podcast, but she would flip over and just probably bust a gut laughing because she's the queen of cards. And I'm the one that's always just late on sending cards or I forget or I just don't. And so the idea that not only did I send cards, but I scheduled them in advance. She, yeah, I might even have to tell mom to listen to this episode. But it was a, it was a cool little piece um, to have. Because I didn't even tell Tony they were coming. Right. And, and, and we've been saying this 
all last year. Remember, we, we, we did a podcast talking about writing your spouse a romantic love letter. You know, putting those, putting those feelings and thoughts onto a letter, a card, um, and how important it is. It doesn't need to be long. I mean, these were just coming in, you know, about every three to four days. And it was, it was just that thought of, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of you. Well, and they were great because, you know, I could, I could customize them to, um, to the kids and to their attitudes. And, you know, like there was one that says, you know, I, I love you almost as much as I love bacon. And I don't know if we've talked about Alex's affection for bacon, but, you know, it's close yeah. between how much he loves me and how, and, you know, and things like that. And, you know, the kids use silly words and I was able to find cards with those words and I was able to find picture. Like there was one that said it had Africa on it. And, you know, my coming home card, which happened to arrive right before they picked me up, mm-hmm. you know? And so these, these were, the, and it was great because when I came home, the cards were all on display on the kitchen table. And so just to be able to have that connection, you have to get creative. Just like that um, listener wrote in in her email that sometimes when you're in a situation, you can't think outside the box. And I know that there are those of you listening to this episode who have dealt with long distance, be it a business trip, be it a deployment, be it you know medical causes that have taken you away from your spouses for extended periods of time. I know that you've gotten creative and I would love to see comments on this post about what you have done to make those miles, make that distance a lot shorter. I mean, what we did with just changing mindset and with the cards and, you know, with these different little activities, that's just what we thought of. But I know that there are thousands of you that listen to this podcast that would benefit from knowing these ideas because these are things, folks, that you can do even if you're not 10,000 miles away from each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, go out and find a card and stick it in your husband's briefcase or in his underwear drawer. You know, I even joked, I was working on writing an article. And one of the things I said in there was, you know, if you know your spouse likes ice cream and you're going to be away for a while, stick a note in the ice cream container. So when they open it, it can say, I think you're sweet, just like this ice cream. Totally cheesy. But wouldn't you love to open the ice cream container when you're gone and get that note and be like, oh my gosh, like they knew where I was going to go when they were gone. Get creative guys. Cause here's the thing. I said it a few minutes ago. The mission field is all around you. You don't have to travel 10,000 miles away to start working to make the world a better place. And that world is your marriage. Maybe. Absolutely. It, it may be right now where you're at is that's where you need to be working and to connect when you're apart. So for those of you who do have those, you know, odd schedules, you know, maybe your husband's working or your, your wife works a, a 72 hour shift or a 48 hour shift and then is home for three days. And you know, those, those are times when you're apart and how do you connect Mm -hmm. during those moments? You know, how do you set up your mindset? So that way that they don't drain you. You know, that that time doesn't drain you and burden you. And instead, you can come through them with smiles on your mm-hmm. face and going, we did it. We did it again. And we're going to do it again because this is what we do. I don't ever remember my mom growing up just going, this is the crap. This is just horrible. Uh, I mean, I give her so much credit, that woman, for what 
she did. Um, you know, raising me and my brother without my dad around most times, you know, but never once did I ever see her just, um, just get mad at the situation. It was her mindset was, is this is what we do to -hmm. put food on the table and we're going to continue to do it and we're going to live our lives. And when dad was around on the weekends, dad was around, you know, he was there. We did things with him, but she had the mindset and, and he did too, that they're going to continue to foster their love in ways that they could mm-hmm. when they were apart. And they're going on 43 years this April. The so 72. Yep. 43 years. 42. 42 years. 42 years. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't rush them through their years. But really, it's it's true. The mission field starts in your bedroom. It starts with your marriage because I promise you this. If you work on investing and making your marriage strong, it will have an amazing ripple effect and it will change the world. And so this week, look at your marriage, make the decision that you're going to nurture it, invest in making it grow. And as you start to look into this year, think about what it could be like when you've made that investment in one another. Yep. So here's what we got for you guys. We want to know. We want to know how you guys connect when you're apart. And it's not just for us, but it's for everybody else out there as well. It's a whole one family that you can support by sharing. What do you and your spouse do when you're away? Come on over to episode 203. Go to com. You can click on the podcast tab there and find 203 and just Add your comment down there. Let us know. Let the one family know what you do when you guys are apart to connect. We love you guys. We are humbled. We're honored that each week you come and listen. Um, You're part of our family and we love you. Have a great, great week.